0: Thank you. Matthew chapter number 1. We'll get to all the other announcements of prayer requests. Sometimes it's good to just sort of break things up a little bit. And we got a lot of things going on, but I want to focus tonight on this passage that we looked at, <clears throat> I guess, a Sunday evening. And I want to continue on that thought the Christ of Christmas. And boy, he uh, that's what it's all about. And you see a lot of decorations, a lot of signs, a lot of different things going on. And we enjoy the festivities of this time of year, no doubt. And uh, some of the certain foods and the different things we see. I thought I got to think about all the lights, man, coming down the road. There's a lot of work that goes into Christmas time. But uh, boy, it would be all in vain if it wasn't for Christ Jesus. And uh, so the Christ of Christmas, we want to continue on that thought, just sort of sort of building upon that this time of the year. And it's really sad. A lot of times, the only time you're going to hear that really anymore is, is in church. You're not going to hear that from many political figures. Uh, You're not going to hear it too much from the news media. They're going to focus on other areas and different things. But, man, when it comes to Christmas, it is about Christ. And we want to focus on the Christ of Christmas. And tonight, Matthew chapter number 1, we read this text uh, the other night. You're familiar with this and also Luke chapter number 2. And uh, so we're going to look at that tonight. And I sure hope it will be a help and a blessing and encouragement to you. But in Matthew chapter number 1, I'm not going to ask you to stand, but notice with me this very familiar text, and I hope it'll be fresh and new to you tonight, verse number 18, Matthew chapter 1 and verse number 18. The Bible said, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. I love that it's capitalized in my Bible. For he shall save his people from their sins. That ought to be enough for every one of us uh, to rejoice about. Notice as you read on. Jesus. Now let's pray. Fathers, we bow in your presence, Lord, again tonight. Lord, we do owe all glory and honor to your name. I thank you for your precious word tonight. And Lord, I pray you'd help this feeble preacher, Lord, to just lay it out as you have give it to me. I pray to be a blessing. I pray to be an encouragement. Above all, there's one listing, either in the building or maybe live stream, Facebook, telephone, CD, ministry, whatever it may be, podcast. I pray God you'd save that soul the sneers tail that don't know. Uh, the Christ of Christmas. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to just clear our thoughts and minds for a few minutes as we focus on you. Again, help this feeble preacher to decrease it. Jesus may be increased to lift up. Have all the preeminence now. We'll be careful to give you thanks and give you praise for what you do. We ask these things in Jesus' name and all God's people see him. Amen. I remember several years ago uh, seeing, I guess it was Larry King. I think that's that guy that was, I don't know what he did. He had a television show and Remember, they was asking him, and uh, they said, what is the one, who's the one person that if you had an opportunity to interview, who would you interview? And he said, well, it'd be the Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't say the Lord Jesus Christ. He said it'd be Jesus Christ. And they said, well, what would you ask him? He said, well, he said, the one question that has that hindered me my whole life is, is hinged on this point. He said, I'd want to know if he was born of a virgin. Well, listen, the Word of God tells us that he was born of a virgin of a virgin but he was hung up on that Larry King was a brilliant man uh but man he never sort of like Donahue he was the same way both of them uh were pronounced atheists and they just did not believe and boy I tell you uh, a lot of folks go through life, and you may go through life, and you may not get to know me, and you ain't lost a whole lot, but you go through life, you don't get to know Jesus Christ. You've lost it all. But there's a lot of folks that get hung up on the virgin birth, but it was prophesied many, many years, long before the Lord Jesus ever uh, came to planet earth. And, of course, we read about here Matthew chapter number 1, the prophet Isaiah chapter number 7 and verse number 14 had prophesied that very same text. It was written there in verse 23, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, And they shall call his name Emmanuel Which being interpreted is God with us Jesus enrobed himself in flesh Yet there was one fundamental difference Between he and us And that is he was without sin You and I are sinners And I'm thankful that he did come But have you ever thought about this A lot of times you'll see movies And and, and, and maybe, maybe story settings That would sort of say Well somebody missed Christmas We missed such and such at Christmas But have you ever thought about what would it be like if there was no Christ Jesus? Think about it just a minute. We don't think about that often. I mean, we're here and we're going to enjoy if the Lord tarries and allows us to live. The Lord wills. We'll enjoy a Christmas season. But have you ever pondered and really thought about what if there was no Christmas? What if there was no We wouldn't have wreaths. We wouldn't have trees. We wouldn't have gifts. wouldn't have other things. But even more than that, man, we wouldn't have forgiveness of our sin if there was no Christmas. Christmas, because when it comes to the Christmas season, it is about Christ. Now, I get it. We we make a uh, we do a lot of things different now in tradition uh, here in the United States and in the world. A lot of people celebrate it a lot of different ways, and there's a lot that goes into the festivities of this time of the year. But we need to focus and remember. And this may be sort of like a carbon uh, driving the point home as of Sunday night, as we go through this Christmas season. We need to remember the Christ of christmas because that is what it truly is all about somebody says well it's the time of giving it's that time of year where we have the the giving spirit well you think about god gave his son so his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life but what if there was no christ as we focus in on the christ of Christmas. I think about this Jesus did come. Well how did the world receive him? And you can go to John 1 and verse number 11 and that was in reference to the Jews. He came into his own that was a Jewish nation and his own received him not they rejected him. There's folks today that reject the free pardon and forgiveness of sin that's found in Jesus today why did they reject him? I believe the fundamental answer is found in John's gospel chapter number 3. Listen to it well. Verse number 19 and this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. The Lord Jesus was that light to give us hope. Thank God. I'm talking about not just a, oh, I hope so, but no, like an anchor that will hold you when the storms of life hit or when they don't hit. I'm thankful for the Lord Jesus Christ that he did come. But many reject him today because they love the deeds of Darkness. Many will not turn loose of their sin. A lot of folks will open their eyes in a place called hell. And all that can be avoided by simply turning from that sin to the Savior. Man, be the best day any person could ever have to be loose to the chains and the shackles and the guilt and the shame and that ton that, that just sits on you, man. All that can be lifted off. Why is that preacher? Because he he's more than enough to carry that load. He died for it all on Calvary's cross. But what if there was no Christmas, did you know this that the Father would be unknowable if there was no Christmas, brother Harold? we would know the Father not if it were not for Christmas. We think about the verse and we use this often john fourteen six and acts four twelve both of those are the absolutes that are found in the Bible where Jesus is just not a way he is the Only way, but listen to that wording again in John 14, 6, part of those seven I am statements that Jesus made in John's gospel. But in John 14, 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. The Father is unknowable apart from the Christ of Christmas. Had he not come, the Father would be unknowable. Knowable. Listen to this in John chapter 1, verse 18. No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. When the Lord Jesus Christ came, As a humble babe, born of a virgin, enrobed in flesh, the incarnate Word, here he was, he declared and represented the Father. And apart from Christ and the Christ of Christmas, the Father would be unknowable today. We think about this, a lot of folks say, oh yeah, I believe in God. a lot of folks believe in God. Believing in God is, is, I mean, it's important, but believing in God is not knowing God. Why is that? And you can go to multiple passages, but we think about that passage in the book of James, chapter 2 and verse number 19, the Bible said, the devils also believe and tremble. There's an intellectual belief. There's an academic belief, but it runs a whole lot further than that. Remember the words of, a lot of times you send folks down the Roman roads when it comes to salvation, but in Romans chapter 10, verse number 9, it said that, if thou shalt confess to thy mouth, The Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart, not your head. Ain't that what he said? Amen. Believe with your heart, you shall be saved. And understand believing in God and knowing God are two different things but I'm glad the day that I trusted Christ as my Savior I can tell you boy I got a good father I got somebody that looks after me that supplies my needs he took all my sin away through his dear darling son dying on an old rugged cross but if there was no Christ and you take Christ out of Christmas the father would be unknowable not only that and when you think about what if there was no Christmas, the Father would be unknowable. But the gospel itself would be unpreachable. It'd be unpreachable. There'd be no point for me to tell you about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. What is the gospel? Again, I, I, sometimes we take that for granted. It's an elementary truth. But a lot of folks don't know this. What is the gospel? If somebody come to you and said, explain to me the gospel message, what would you tell them? Well, you better be able to go at least uh, by memory or something to First Corinthians chapter number 15 and verse number 3 and 4 where it talks about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, that is the gospel by definition, according to the King James Bible. Listen to this: First Corinthians chapter fifteen, and verse number three. Paul, and of course, he's talking to the church of Corinth. Corinth had a lot of issues; they had a lot of problems. But the apostle Paul said this under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God: First Corinthians fifteen and verse number three. He said, "For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. Now wait a minute; it would be impossible for Paul to tell somebody about." Jesus. Jesus if he didn't know about what the Lord Jesus Christ had done for him in the first place. so He said, I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. If Christ had not come, if there was no Christmas, that first Christmas when Jesus was born through the virgin womb of Mary, the Father would be a noble. The gospel that I preach each, every service I get a chance to, it would be unpreachable because if Christ didn't come there wouldn't be any death on the cross, there wouldn't be any buried in a barred tomb of Joseph of Arimathea, there wouldn't be any rising again the third day, but I'm glad to report to you tonight that yes, he did die, he was buried, and and hallelujah to God, he did rise again though victorious. We just sang about victory in Jesus. He smacked the devil around a little bit and rose again on the third day. Man, that gives me hope. That gives me help. That gives me strength for the journey, regardless of what I face, regardless of what you face. I'm glad our, our future is forever settled through a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. But if there was no Christmas and there was no Christ of Christmas then the Father would be unknowable and our gospel would be unpreachable. Paul put it this way in 1 Corinthians one eighteen: For the preaching of the cross is of them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. We pre we as believers, we preach about the gospel, we get under preaching, and when I'm sitting in a service, man, it still excites me, Brother Doby. When somebody mounts the pulpits and starts talking about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the preaching of the cross to the secular world, they say, Man, that's foolishness. You mean you go down there, Brother Harold, you listen to that, that red-faced preacher that ain't got no hair on his head and spit. That's why I try to stay up here most of the time because don't want to spit on anybody. He gets loud. He gets excited. You mean you go down there and do that? A lot of folks say that is foolishness, but unto us which are saved, oh, yes, sweet man, to the spiritual Ear, because that is the power of God. You see the. You say, how is that the power of God? That's the power that released me from my sin debt that I could never repay. It's the same power that released you from the sin debt that you couldn't. Re- it ought to be joy to your ears to hear about the gospel, the death, burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? It's the power of God that set us free. We sing out that other that red book again. He set me free. He set me free. How do you do? that through the gospel the death the burial and the resurrection of the lord jesus christ Well, what if there was no christmas preacher well the father would be unknowable because you got to go through christ to get to the father and if there wasn't any christ the father would be unknowable well the gospel would be unpreachable because Christ did not come, there was no Calvary, there was no empty tomb, or there was no, no burial site, there was no empty tomb at all, if that's the case. But I'm glad to report to you that that ain't the case. He did rise again. 1 Corinthians nine 16, you'll see that on some of our banners. You'll see it on our, on our website. It, it, it's just, it hinges, it ought to be at every church. 1 Corinthians nine sixteen. Paul said, For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me, yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. A lot of folks say, hey, man, I want some new ideas. I want some new, 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 new thinking, new, new teaching. Well, listen, you can't improve on the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, man, because it's power to us that are saved. But think about this. Christ didn't come, there'd be no manger. No manger. There'd be no Calvary. There'd be no cross. There'd be no, think about just Christmas time, no manger, no angels, No shepherds, no wise men, no swaddling clothes, no Bethlehem, no miracles, no parables, no cross, no empty tomb, no hope in the world apart from a Christless world. But I'm glad to report to you today that our gospel is preachable because Christ did come. But when we think on this thought, what if there was no Christmas? If there was no Christmas, then the Father would be unknowable. The gospel would be unpreachable, but think about this, our prayers would be unprofitable. (laughs) our prayer life would be unprofitable. We'd be wasting our breath if there was no Christ. The Christ of Christmas, yes, He came to bear that sin debt, and He did, regardless of what an individual has done. He can forgive an individual of all of that sin. You see they don't have to be multiple and numerous sacrifices. Well, that was a type and a picture in the Old Testament. The priest would continually have to do that. And then once a year on the Day of Atonement, they'd have to go in and they'd have to sprinkle that blood. I'm glad they don't have to do that anymore. We don't have to raise up a perfect heifer and take it down to the brazen altar and and slay that thing. Man, once and for all, the blood of Jesus covered it all. We go back to victory in Jesus. And that's wonderful. He died for our sin, but it don't end right there. You see, when he ascended up, the Bible teaches in multiple passages. Where's he at today, preacher? Well, he's seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, the right hand in the Bible is always a picture of authority. And the Lord Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave. He's at the right hand of the Father. What's he doing there? Well, he's interceding on our behalf. But if there was no Christ and a Christless Christmas, then our prayers would be, unprofitable how can you be so sure well listen to what god said and and jesus said john 14 verse 13 and whatsoever you shall ask in my name now this is the lord jesus speaking you got to ask in jesus name now these generic prayers don't cut it folks i hate to burst tradition but generic prayers do not
1: cut it
0: in your name god's name don't cut it. <laughs> the Word of God, if you want to be profitable and you want your prayers to be answered, you've got to go in Jesus' name. And got, you ought to do it multiple times. You ought to come in Jesus' name. You ought to uh, somewhere in the middle talking about Jesus and certainly wrap it up in Jesus' name. Why is that? That's what Jesus said, John 14, 13. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name. What is that name? That name which is above every name. That to the name of Jesus every knee should bow things in heaven and in earth and things under the earth. It's got to be his name, Jesus. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name. That will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, how would that be possible if there was no Christ? The fact of the matter is, Christ, if he did not come, our prayers would be unprofitable. He is that mediator. He's that bestower of gifts. He's at the right hand interceding on our behalf. And you've got to go through Jesus' name if you want your prayers to be profitable. Can I get a witness right there? Well, what if there was no Christmas? What if Christ didn't come? Well, the Father would be unknowable. Because in order to know the Father, you've got to go through the Son. The gospel would be unpreachable. Because if there was no Christ, there would be no gospel. Because the gospel is based upon the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. But we also know that prayer would be unprofitable because we've got to go through Jesus' name. It amazes me. These little people that'll go and they'll waste their time praying to a statue of Mary. Waste of time. You can kiss the Pope's ring and his big toe. You kiss him on the mouth. It ain't going to help you lick, man. you got to go through the Lord Jesus Christ. We use that expression sometimes. I mean you don't have to go down to some building somewhere and talk through a knot hole to a knot head like a priest. I'm glad we believe in the priesthood of believers. I'm thankful for a public altar right here. I'm thankful for a private altar. It don't matter if you're in the woods. It don't matter if you're down at the coast. It don't matter if you're up on the mountain. If you're in another state, if you're in another country, I'm glad to praise the Lord. A true child of God can get a hold of the Lord Lord God of heaven, the one that made the universe, the one that created the, 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 the seas and put that boundary and said, oh, waves, you're going to come this far. I'm glad we can know him in a personal way. Somebody told me one time, said, well, preacher, you know, God's not a personal God. Are you kidding me? That's all he is. He wants to have fellowship. That's what he's always desired in the book of Genesis, man. He wanted to have fellowship with people. Why in the world do you think Jesus came? He come to spare us from a place called but he desires to have fellowship with his people He'll speak to us through that blessed word of God And we'll speak to him through prayer But you got to go through Jesus' name if there, no Christ, if there was no Christmas The Father would be unknowable I'm trying to hurry The gospel would be unpreachable Prayer would be unprofitable But think about this Heaven would be unobtainable unattainable. Apart from the Christ, Brother Harold, of Christmas. No hope. I mean, this would be all we got. To live to be, and really, there, there's no respecter of ages. I don't know how old that fellow was today. They're on an the, older road. I came by just prior to that happening. Somebody's on a moped and got killed right there. They, somebody truck pulled in. I have no idea how old they are. And I don't know. We're not promised tomorrow. None of us are. But you think about death, if all there is to live to be, let's say, 60, 70, 80, 80 years old. You say, well, man, that's good. I've lived a good life. But in the span of eternity, that's a very small window of time. And this is the best you got. Think about this. A lot of folks say when a new baby, and we got a couple, Sister Savannah and Sister Sam, going to bring some new babies into this world here for a long, a lot of folks say, oh, that little baby just beginning to live. But really, when that baby's born... That baby starts to die. Now, boy, that don't really really pump us up and build us up. But I'm saying, this life, think about the heartaches. Think about the challenges. Think about the struggles that we face. If there was no Christ, heaven would be unattainable. And this is the best there is down here. Well, friend, I'm here to tell you tonight, it's a whole lot better over yonder than it is here But it would be unattainable apart from a Christ coming at Christmas time through the lineage of a virgin birth that was foretold hundreds of years prior in the days of Isaiah the prophet. But listen, I think about when when people die, Brother Harold. Imagine what would we say if there was no Christ? If there was no Christ of Christmas, what would we say? Well, we'd say what most well, a lot of preachers say. Nothing. Yeah. Now, you know I'm telling it right. Now, we live in an area right here which is fairly well. But I never will forget, God broke my heart many years ago. So God, you give me a platform, and I'll shout it from the housetops that Jesus saves because that's the important part of, 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 of any, anybody. And so everybody needs to have that opportunity to hear the Word of God at least. And it might be the funeral service. And here's the fact. A lot of times, the funeral service is the only opportunity you're going to get to, to witness some people. Hey, yeah, man, you got a captive audience, you better get them with a gospel gun while you got the opportunity. I never will forget, we was down there at that Methodist joint down there in, in, uh, in Clemens. Island. Big old church, probably 500 people in there. And the guy that, then many of y'all would remember this, he died of a heart attack, he, and I was about 35 at the time, too. So he, it's about time, I guess, I come to fate. And... Uh, so I went just to be supportive. Man, that thing was packed out. Got in, Brother Dobie, and I went up to the balcony up there up top. And those two, those two preachers came out, and they had gowns on, man. Gowns on. And he hopped up, Brother Evan, and God broke my heart, pierced my heart, Brother Randy, that night. He hopped up, and he said, well, tonight, I'm going to take my text from the Chronicles of Narnia. That's been seared in my mind. He talked about a weeping line. He talked about the goodness of the man. He talked about his family. He talked about the good deeds. No mention of Jesus. No no mention of forgiveness of sins. No mention of heaven. No mention of hell. And I'm telling you, friend, if Christ did not come, heaven would be unattainable. We ought to shout it from the house tops. I still get excited about the blood. I still get excited about the Bible. I still get excited about the blessed hope. I have nothing else to tell, but I know a man. Oh, yeah, we sing that every once in a while, too. I know a man who can. I can't wash away your sins But he can I can't take care of your problems But he can I can't meet your need But he can Over and over and over again He's proved himself faithful He never fails He never has failed He never will fail But heaven would be unattainable Apart from Jesus Christ Because according to the word of God He's going to prepare a place right Jesus said in John 14 verse 1 He said I go to prepare a place for you And if I go I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. See, heaven would be unattainable because he wouldn't be there if there's no Christ. He couldn't be coming again if he didn't come in the first place. But I'm glad to report to you tonight that he did come. And he's still going to return one day. But think for just a moment with me tonight as Sister Savannah comes. What if there was no Christmas? No Christ. The Father, my belief is this, according to the Word of God, the Father... Would be unknowable. The gospel would be absolutely unpreachable. Our prayers would be unprofitable. Because you got to go through Jesus name. To get God's attention. To get that authority. To get that intercession. That mediation work on our behalf. But heaven would be unattainable apart from Jesus Christ. And we look from that perspective. What if there was no Christ of Christmas. But the Christ of Christmas made all of that. Real. The Father is knowable. The gospel is profitable, and it sure is. Prayer is profitable through, through it, where well, the gospel is preachable. Prayer is certainly profitable, and oh yes, heaven is attainable for whosoever will, regardless of your age, regardless of your social standing, regardless of your bank account. Regardless of what your first name is, what your last name is, doesn't matter if you're a Baptist, a Methodist, a Catholic, I'm glad whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But it's more than an intellectual. It's more than an academic knowledge. It's that heart. Again, Romans 10, that thou shalt confess to thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. But that wouldn't be possible. If there was no Christmas. Boy, we all rejoice as God's people knowing that He did come and He's still there for us today. He's going to be there for us in the future. We got a lot to be thankful for during this Christmas season. We stand all over the house. Let's pray. Father, I love you. I thank you, Lord, for the privilege, opportunity, God, one more time to stand and proclaim the truth of your word. Lord, what a privilege. What an honor it is to tell others about you. Lord, you're so faithful, you're so good. And I do thank you for that first Christmas morning. Lord, I thank you that you come. Thank you for the virgin birth. Thank you for Calvary. Thank you for that barred tomb. Thank you for that empty tomb. Thank you, Lord, for that place where you are interceding on our behalf. Lord, we thank you for answered prayer as we come in Jesus' name. Lord, no doubt there's many in this building tonight that's got needs. They've seen you work in time past. And, Lord... They may need you tonight. They may not need you so much tonight. They're going to need you in the new days ahead. Father, help us to take hold of the truths of your word. Thank you for Christ. Thank you for Jesus. We'll give you thanks. We'll give you praise for what you do. For we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello, friends. This is Brian Pondexter, the pastor of Faith Community Baptist Church, located at 2216 Hennings Road in East Bend, North Carolina. We're so grateful to have you listening to our CD ministry that's been provided as an outreach of our church. It's our desire and focus of Faith Community Baptist Church to preach and teach the whole counsel of God to a lost and dying world. To equip the saints of God for service and to encourage the elderly and shut-ins who cannot attend services due to physical ailments. We meet every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. for Sunday school for all ages. And our Sunday school hour is followed by our worship service at 11 a.m., with old-fashioned singing and preaching from the Word of God. We meet back every Sunday night at 6 p.m. for our worship service, and every second Sunday night of each month, we have what's called an eat-and-meat service. After our 6 p.m. service, we gather in the fellowship hall for food and fellowship. On Wednesdays, we meet back at the church for our midweek worship service with choir singing and preaching again from God's holy word. Our ladies prepare a meal each Wednesday prior to our service from 5.30 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. I give you and your family a cordial invitation to be with us at any or all of our service times. Above all, you may be listening today, and maybe you've never made a personal commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, that's the greatest decision anyone can ever make in this life. Too many folks prepare for vacation. They prepare for retirement. They seem to prepare for everything, but sad to say... Many make no preparations for eternity. The reality is very clear. We all will leave this world someday. For the Bible says in Hebrews chapter nine and verse twenty-seven, and as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. You must understand that you are guilty before a holy God. Romans three twenty-three said, "For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God." The prophet Isaiah said in chapter fifty-three and verse six, "All we like sheep have gone astray." We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. You must understand that your good words and good works and good deeds will not get you to heaven. Isaiah 64 and verse 6 says, But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. Ephesians chapter 2. The Bible said, Therefore by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. You must understand that you are loved. I'm thankful that in John 3 and verse 16 it said, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Romans 5 and verse 8 declares, But God commendeth His love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You must understand and realize there's only one way to stand right before God. There's not many ways there's only one. Jesus said in John 14 and verse number 6 he said I am the way, the truth, and the life no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12 the apostles message was very simple. There in Acts chapter 4 in verse number 12 they said neither is there salvation in any other for there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. You might ask the question, preacher. How can I be saved? That's what the Philippian jailer asked in Acts chapter sixteen, and verse thirty and thirty-one. He asked Paul and Silas. He said, "Sirs, what must I do to be saved?" They said, "Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house." Romans ten nine said that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You must ask God to save you. I can't do it. No one can do it for you. Romans ten thirteen said, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you know you're a sinner, and if you're sorry for your sin, and you believe Jesus died for your sins, you simply have to ask Him to save you. And I say, Preacher, how can I know for sure God will hear me? But well, first of all, the Bible tells us that we must be drawn. John 6 and verse 44, Jesus said, No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him and I will raise him up at the last day. Psalm 51 and verse 17 gives us the attitude we need to have when we come to God. It said there the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, thou wilt not despise. If God draws you by conviction, if you're sorry for your sin, you repent of them. If you believe Jesus died for your sins and if you asked him to save you, then the Bible declares you've been saved. If you trusted Jesus Christ as your savior, then you've been forgiven all your sin. Romans 8:1 declares, There is therefore now no condemnation of them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Once a person has been saved, they need to be a part of a fundamental Bible-believing church where they can grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. God calls us out of darkness and commands us to walk in light after we've been saved by His marvelous grace. If we can help you here at Faith Community Baptist Church in any way, feel free to contact us. If you have asked God to save you, please contact us, and we will send you some free literature to help you in a newfound life in Christ. Thank you again for listening to our CD ministry that's been provided by our church here, and may God richly bless you and your family is our prayer.